going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Speaker Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Enrico Ambrister, and I want to thank you for tuning in right now. As you know, this podcast was designed with you in mind to help you become that expert communicator that you were always born to be and to help you step up in any public speaking situation you might find yourself in. Today, I have a very special guest that I had the honor of interviewing. Her name is Miss Erin Patterson. And the reason why I wanted to bring Erin on my show is just because of who she is as a person. Not only is she passionate about public speaking, but more importantly, she's passionate about changing lives and transforming lives. And I've always been a fan of the content and the value and just the inspiration that she brings whenever she has an audience or whenever she speaks. I met her as the president of the Toastmasters Club that I joined. And ever since then, I've just been a fan of her work. And I'm glad that I had the opportunity to speak with her. So I do encourage that you just sit back and enjoy this conversation with my guest, Miss Erin Patterson. Here we go. Hey, Erin, we are live. Welcome to the Speaker Secrets. Thank you for having me tonight, Enrico. Yes, yes, you're very welcome. And thank you for being a guest on this podcast. So why don't you just start with introducing yourself and letting the audience know a, a bit about yourself? Okay. Uh, my name is Erin Patterson, and I am originally from Atlanta, Georgia. I currently reside in Daytona Beach, Florida. Absolutely love being near the beach. Uh, I was a public education middle school teacher for six years, and I recently stopped doing that. Uh, I'm an author, I'm a speaker. I love building relationships with people in the community. I have a huge heart for the community at large, and I just really love people. So anything that lets me uh, connect with people is something that I love to do. So that's a little bit about me. Okay, that's amazing. You have a pretty stacked resume there. (laughs) (laughs) And I can... um... Definitely tell my audience that what you said is true as far as your passion with connecting with people. Because the first time I met you, we actually met in Toastmasters. And we'll get a bit into Toastmasters because I always talk about it on my podcast. And I would love to hear your opinion on it. You were actually the president when I first joined the Toastmasters Club. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) And from just me getting to know you, I realized that you had a really big heart. I think in one of our most recent meetings, I said that your smile really just brings joy to everyone. So that's really true. But before we get into your Toastmasters experience, I'd like to know a bit more on what made you interested in public speaking or even becoming an author like what were those driving factors and motivating factors that made you want to get your voice out there you know it's really crazy because I never like growing up I never even considered public speaking as an option and back in high school ninth and tenth grade I actually started acting so that was the beginning of me kind of getting out there in front of people because up until that point I was actually extremely shy and then uh, once I had been teaching for a few years I actually met Uh, a friend in Valdosta, Georgia, his name was Mizell Williams, and he was going around to the different schools doing like motivational speaking. He had this whole campaign called Your Success Starts Now. And so after we connected like through LinkedIn and I just asked him some questions about what he was doing and he was like, well, hey, have you ever heard of Toastmasters? And I'm like, 
no. He's like, well, you definitely got to check Toastmasters out. And so I guess seeing him really inspired me. And then uh, at the school that I taught at for a while, I did pep rallies. And I absolutely love just the energy of interacting with a crowd of people. So even though I'm like the one on stage, just interacting with hundreds of people at one time just seems so cool to me. Um, and then, of course, once you figure out what your story is, and from in my case, a lot of uh, inspiring people, motivating people, uh, I was able to develop something to say around that. And so that really helped me to get into the to the arena of public speaking. Okay, nice. And you mentioned your story. And I think that's what a lot of people probably struggle with when it comes to public speaking. You know, there are a lot of things that might come in their way. But I think a big thing is that a lot of people aren't really sure how to share their story or they don't believe that their story is valuable enough to be shared. So speak a bit more about your story and tell us about some things that were specific to your story that really fueled that passion to speak. Okay. So initially, you know, in college, I came into college as a biology major and my whole plan was to be a dentist. And that changed after about the second year of college because I said, this is not what I'm passionate about. So I really went on this journey to like discover, okay, well, what do I actually like? What actually makes me like excited about life? And so through that process, I learned that I was really passionate about youth in particular, love people in general, but specifically youth. Um, And I'm really passionate about helping people to figure out what they're passionate about. So figuring out what you feel like your purpose in life is. And so through that, uh, one thing that I feel like has been vital to my success, my my very first book that I ever wrote was called I Had the Sex Talk. And it's a story where I share uh, practical ways for young people to uh, wait until they're married to have sex. And I share that story because that's my story. I'm 28 years old. I'm a virgin and you know, it's something that's totally outside of the norm today. And so I get a chance to speak to people about something that's like, you know, not the norm in society, but people are quick to listen just because I think of how I present the story. And so I use that kind of as leverage to figure out, okay, well, what else do I want to share with people? And so the basis for that was, well, look at all these things I've been able to accomplish as a young person because I've been so focused on my career, been so focused on building business that I haven't really been in any like serious relationships just because I've been so focused. And so that was kind of the beginning of it. And in the last year or two, it's kind of transitioned more into more of an inspirational message about, you know, whatever your dreams are, whatever your goals are, just go for it and don't let anyone or anything stop you. Yeah, most definitely. I resonate with that. And like you shared at the beginning of this interview, you were actually in education for about six years. That's right. And you just decided to follow your dreams. You know, I'm sure that you loved being in the classroom. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. It's obviously not something that you saw yourself doing long term. Exactly. It seems that, you know, that particular part of your story is really big in fueling your passion now. And, you know, just the the mindset that you have, like, just go for it. And I really appreciate that. So what advice would you give to anybody that may be in the situation that you were in? Maybe they're teaching and they don't want to be teaching or maybe they want to step out and speak. But they're nervous, they're not exactly sure how to go about it. What advice would you give to someone that just wants to break free and do their own thing, but they're scared and they feel like they're just constrained? 
Yeah, I definitely can identify with that feeling. And my initial uh, statement to them would be, don't be afraid to try something new. I think a lot of times in life, we kind of feel boxed into the career that we got a degree in or to the thing that our family has been doing. But it's like, if you've got something that's burning in your heart and you really want to do it, and even if you don't know if you're going to be good at it, it's like, go ahead and just try it. Because if you fail, well, at least you know that's <laughs> that's not my thing. Let me go to something else. Right. Um, and fear should never be something that stops you. I think a lot of us allow fear to paralyze us and we literally stop in our tracks. And I think we have so much that's inside of us, like in our hearts that we have to give to the world. Um, but if, if fear is going to be the thing that stops you, there's going to be a whole generation of people who don't get to know what gift you have inside of you. And maybe you like, for me, my dream is to speak to thousands, millions, like the world. And maybe someone doesn't have a dream that's, that's that big, but it's like, there's still people in the world that your story can impact and that you can influence. And no matter how big or small your, your sphere of influence is, it's, it's, uh, necessary <laughs> for you to pursue those things that are in your heart and not be limited by what life has been thus far. Yeah, most definitely. I totally agree with that. And that, that's something that I spoke about on my podcast not too long ago. It's like, okay, and you know this as a speaker and just as a human in general, there are times when you feel anxiety, no matter if you're a professional or if you've been doing something for 10 years, everybody really has the same emotions, but it's about what you do with the emotions um, that really matters. Some people may allow it to cripple them, but people like you use their emotions and use the fear and anxiety and all of those things to propel them into another dimension. And that's why I wanted to bring you on the podcast, because I feel like you're so inspirational in so many different ways in public speaking, but just the way you live your life. So once again, thank you for that. Now, I do want to speak about Toastmasters more specifically for a bit because I truly love the organization and I always plug the organization on here. And I think it's a great resource for people that want to develop public speaking, want to just develop their confidence and leadership. And you were actually the president of the club and we're on the e-board together of the same club. So just tell us about your experience with Toastmasters and what you've really gained from that entire thing. Yeah, so I started in Toastmasters about four years ago. I was living in Georgia still and uh, the friend that I had met who was doing public speaking in the schools was the first one to mention it to me. And when I first started it, I really wasn't sure what I was like getting into. I'm like, okay, it's a public speaking club. Like, how does this work? <laughs> and so I just kind of just went in and, and I think within the first few weeks, I did my icebreaker speech. And uh, at that point, they were selecting best speaker. They would have like three speakers a night and select best speaker. And I think for the first few speeches I did, I got best speaker. And I was like, whoa, there may nice. be something here. And so... At that point, I just had to challenge myself to get better because I'm like, I think I have a lot of natural ability with this, but even with natural ability, you have to strengthen your skills. That's correct. And so I had to learn how to craft my speech, have a good introduction, have a good body, have a good conclusion. I had to learn how to make sure that I don't use too many likes because I'm from the South and I'm, you know, in that whole, <laughs> the whole era where we say like way too much um, and not saying um as much. And so I've definitely worked on those things and I'm not perfect but I definitely have improved in them a lot and I can definitely say thanks to Toastmasters for that and Toastmasters is just an organization that I really 
I think most people, I don't think there's any job that you could say you don't need to have good speaking skills. That's and so right. Toastmasters is, is an organization that caters to the needs of a whole lot of different people. So if your dream is to just be able to speak with confidence before your team of maybe five people in the office, well, Toastmasters can help you with that. But if your dream is to speak on a stage in front of thousands of people, Toastmasters can help you with that because the same skills that you use for the five is exactly what you use for the thousands. And so it covers all levels. And that's what I absolutely love about Toastmasters. Yeah, most definitely. How was your experience being president of an organization <laughs> that's international? It was really cool. I never really sought out the position, <laughs> but it was it's always anytime you have a chance to lead people. One of the things I try to do is not necessarily lead with, you know, knowledge as much, but more so heart. I know that you need to have knowledge, but I think just connecting with the people that you have the chance to serve is probably the biggest thing. And so any opportunity I can have where I can share my heart with others and really encourage them, say, hey, you guys can do this and kind of be a cheerleader. That's that's kind of the role as president, what that looked like for me. But um, anytime you just have the, the chance to share your life with others in a leadership role, I think you should definitely go ahead and go all in. And I, I really enjoyed that. And I have a lot of listeners that have different occupations but like you said every occupation that you are in you have to have some type of mastery of the public speaking skills I do have teachers that listen to my podcast now how has the experience that you had in Toastmasters and even outside of Toastmasters like developing your speeches competing in speech competitions how has that helped you to enrich your job as a teacher and also giving you the confidence to be where you are now. Yeah, so, you know, I think most teachers can identify with having to write lesson plans and uh, doing the, the, the normal tasks that are associated with just being a teacher. Um, but one thing that I've, I've done better is not only the planning part, but then the impromptu part where sometimes it's like you have this plan Maybe a fire drill happened, this happened, if you got to change plans really quickly or you had a meeting so you didn't have a chance to plan it out as you wanted to. So it really gives you those skills to be able to, you know, speak on your feet because there's so many times in life where people are going to ask you a question or they're going to say something. You've got to have a response. And it's like like this interview, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to know what to say and be able to say it in in a classy and poised way. And Toastmasters is like, everything when it comes to that I I really the impromptu part is something that I've gotten so good at almost to the point where now sometimes people cannot tell if I'm if I've planned the speech out or if, if it's impromptu and right. so I think that's a good skill to have because you know you never know when you'll get that opportunity of a lifetime but it's totally different outside the realm of what you've ever been planning for but it's like well I want to take this opportunity so Sometimes just being able to speak on your feet is a good skill to have. You got to be the queen of wing. That's what I call myself. (laughs) I really love that. And I have to commend you on that because that's something that I want to improve on just being, you know, great at impromptu speaking. And, you know, I noticed that a lot of times in the meetings, when you give your speeches, you challenge yourself to be in the present moment and speak for five to seven minutes kind of off the top of your head. And I think that's so commendable 
um, because I do a lot of preparation sometimes, but even watching you, I've sort of tailored my speeches to not be so memorized and to have a general idea of what you want to say, but to let it flow. And, you know, that's the only way that you can really get better. So I commend you for that. And I actually heard, a, uh, excuse me, I read a book earlier this year, and they talked about how Dr. King did his speeches. And even the I had a dream speech, and this is something I just learned this year, it was an incomplete speech. So when he gave the speech that day, he was filling in parts of it as he was speaking. The, wow. the entire I have a dream was something he put in uh, because of something that happened earlier in that ceremony. And so when we give ourselves the freedom to have a plan, but then be ready to improvise as needed for the crowd, for the situation. That's, I think that's when we're most effective. Yes, most definitely. Okay, well, let's switch gears for a second. You have some other things that you've done and things that you're working on now. You did mention the book that you released. So just tell us a bit, a bit more about the book. Let people know where they can find it. And let me just say, I think that your message um, regarding the sex talk and, you know, just living your truth, I think it's phenomenal. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So I had the sex talk. I published it in 2016. It's available through AaronPatterson.com. That's A-R-I-N Patterson.com or Amazon.com. And it's really just a message that I thought was necessary to get out there. And, you know, I've done a lot of events for youth in the community at different churches at just just different places where you can find young people colleges even uh, where I was able to share that message and so it's and for me the book a lot of people don't realize this because they see where I am today but growing up I never enjoyed writing I never wanted to write I never wanted to go to English class because that was totally not in my thing I'm a numbers person I love math Um, but then once I finished college, <laughs> uh, I got to a point where I was like, man, I have a lot to say. And I know that when you have a lot to say, sometimes you don't always have a platform to speak, but most of us have a platform we can write things out. And so once I realized, well, I want to talk about this, I started just writing out my book. And within about five months, I wrote the book from start to finish. Wow. And it has been a game changer for me because I was able to see, man, I can actually complete a task. I can start something, finish it, and to see the finished product is really cool. So I hope that answered the question. <laughs> yeah, most definitely did. Okay, so I have three words for you. Those words are imagine, inspire, and influence. Okay. Why don't you tell our audience how, I want to say, important to just give another I word. <laughs> I know important <laughs> isn't just the word that describes what they mean to you. I know this is really a mission for you. So yeah, just share with the audience what that means to you. Yeah. So imagine inspire influence. I actually, that's my, my personal brand tagline. And those three words just hold a lot of meaning and really uh, dictate how I operate my life. So the first one being imagine and imagination is something that is so powerful. I think each and every one of us has the ability to create uh, images in our head that we can project out into our life. And a lot of great things start within the mind. And I love Albert Einstein. He says, uh, logic can take you from A to B, but imagination it can take you anywhere. And so when you begin to tap into your imagination and realize, well, imagination is not just for little kids, then you could be, would be really surprised at the things that you can create in your mind. And that's just the beginning part. So then I go to inspire. And for me, 
I think I'm an inspirational person, but I also like to constantly be inspired. I like listening to messages that are going to uh, motivate me and push me to be my absolute best. And I think it's important for us to constantly get poured into and whether that's through like motivational messages or, you know, having talks with our friends, whatever it is that pours into you so that you can be full at all times and that you're sharing with others out of your overflow. I think that's so necessary to uh, giving the world your best on a daily basis. And so we go from imaginations, you know, creating those pictures in your head. We go to uh, inspire and that's getting inspired and being inspiring to others. And then the last word is influence. And I think that the person that I am today, I'm not nearly as shy as I used to be. I have a voice for myself. I know how to speak. I know what I want in life. Uh, I want to be able to share that with others. I want to be able to influence others in a positive way. And we live in a world where there's so many different influences coming from the media, coming from famous people and celebrities, all this stuff. But so many of us have the ability to influence others in a good way, in a positive way. And I know personally, I want to make sure I take every opportunity I have. And if it's on a podcast like this one right here, cool beans, you know, inspire a person to, to, or influence a person to be their best. Or if it's in the classroom when I can challenge a middle school kid to give their best so that they can live their best life. Or if it's on a stage where I'm doing a, a, a speech to hundreds of people, I want to let them know that you have so much within you, so much potential, so much greatness on the inside of you. It's just, you've got to let it out for others. And so it's really important for me, those three words, imagine, inspire, influence. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. You just mentioned that, you know, whether it's a podcast or the stage or the classroom, you're willing just to take advantage of an opportunity to really influence and inspire other people to live their best lives. So why don't we talk about what you're currently doing in the community? And I'm okay. speaking specifically of Ascend 386. So let's tell the audience about what you're doing as far as that's concerned. Okay. So yeah. So I, I mentioned before that I spent six years in the classroom and this is my first year that I'm actually not in the classroom. And the years that I did spend in the classroom, I taught at all Title I schools. And simply put, Title I means low income, high poverty. Areas where uh, there's a lot of gaps where if you, if you compared it to an, uh, excuse me, an affluent area, you would see that there's a lot of things missing that Title I schools do not have. And so one thing that I think is vitally important for youth, especially middle school and high school kids, is mentoring. And so many of them don't have someone in their lives to say, hey, you can do this. You can, you know, make A's and B's. You can go to college. You can live your dreams, whatever that might be. They don't have people encouraging them and just teaching them just basic everyday skills. And so Ascend 386 is a community organization where we're focusing on community development, starting with youth and families. And so some of the things I'm doing, I just actually just last week, I sat down in, uh, with a local principal and we're starting a pilot program in October in her school. So 10 week pilot program uh, where we're going to go through certain topics with these kids, teaching them things and just building relationships with them. And so that's part of the what I'm doing. But there's also the parent workshop side. So I'll be mm. conducting a few parent workshops on social media on, you know, how to connect with your kids, all those th different types of things that are going to cause the community to be a better place. I'm extremely passionate about that. And, and the area that I'm starting is Deltona, Florida, which has a very large Hispanic population. So one thing that I've done also to 
be a more effective communicator is learn some Spanish. So ah. yes, it's called a three eight six, but in Espanol it's ascender tres ocho seis. Ah, I love it. I love it. I would break out some Spanish, but I don't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> okay, that is really awesome, Erin. Thank you so much for sharing that and. I'm sure my listeners can agree that you are just a beacon of light in this world. And I'm honored to get to know you, but I'm also honored to have you on my podcast. So we're getting ready to wrap things up. So I just have a few final questions for you. Now, this podcast, it was created to help people become better speakers. So every week, I try to give tips on different parts of public speaking. If there was one tip or just kind of like some general information that you would like to leave with my listeners as far as public speaking goes. What is something that you would just tell them? I think the biggest thing is being authentically you. You know, there's so many different people in the world, so many different people, different stories. But I think the most important thing is not that you are the best speaker, not that you you put your words together the best or not that you have the necessarily the best stage presence, but it's so important for you just to be who you are. And for me, I'm, I'm a silly, happy, corny, all those things. And I tie all that into my speeches. Like I stand on stage and I allow myself to be a little corny, a little awkward. I allow myself to be silly. I allow myself to smile a lot because that's who I am. And so if you can tap into who you really are and really discover who, who that is, who that person is, and share that with others, people are just going to love you just because you are being yes. authentically yourself. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for that answer. I really resonate with that because that's something that I push so much on this podcast. And just to hear someone else who has been in the community and in Toastmasters and is really in the same lane, just share that same line of thought. It's so exciting to hear because like you said, everybody's so unique in their own right. And it's we're not looking for perfection. In fact, perfection is boring, but if you can just bring that authenticity, it's so refreshing. Exactly. All right. So I have one more question for you. So if you could just leave my audience with just one thing. I know we said a lot and they were inspired, but if you could just say one thing that they can take with them for the rest of their lives, what would you tell them? I would tell them to figure out what it is that they want to do with their life. And I'm not talking about like a job you want to work. I'm talking about a mission. What who and who do you want to impact, uh, figure out who that is and figure out what you can do to make a difference in those lives. And if it's, if you really love sports and you love the environment that's created around sports, well, go ahead and pursue your dream as a professional athlete. If you love working with young people and see yourself in the classroom, pursue that, um, whatever it is to really figure out where you can make the greatest impact in this world. And I, I think the, there's no greater thing we can do in this life than to leave a legacy. And that doesn't always mean having your name in lights. Sometimes that just means being, like I said before, authentically yourself and just being your best self. So don't be afraid to pursue those dreams that are in your heart and uh, to really go out there and change the world for the better. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Truer words were never spoken. Okay. <laughs> All right. So just tell uh, your, our listeners where they can find you and where they can get your material. 
Okay, you can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram at Aaron Patterson. That's A-R-I-N Patterson. Also at AaronPatterson.com. Uh, you can email me at hello, uh, hello at com. Everything is just Aaron Patterson. If you Google okay. me, you will find me. I promise you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, once again, thank you so much, Aaron. I had a blast with you. I'm yes, sure those that are tuning in can feel your energy. And I'm excited for what you're about to do. And I look forward to collaborating with you more in the future. Thank you so much for having me, Enrico. I had a good time. All right. All right. Speak to you later. All right. Once again, thank you for tuning in. I had a great time talking to Aaron, and I'm sure you had a great time tuning in. Thank you for all of your support. It really means a lot to me. And until next week, this is Edrico Ambrister signing off. <laughs>